0: The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Rope. It's me, it's me. I am your host, former dirt sheet writer, notably from Sports Kita and Ringside News. I am Lee Walker. And I am joined by the Smacked Raw boys It sounds a little dirty when you say it that way, but Smacked Raw podcast, check these guys out Kyle, and how you guys doing?
2: Uh, doing pretty good Ready to get this going and just remind everybody it's Ohio versus over everything, let's go
0: Hey man, glad to be back I'm, I'm, We're talking about uh, uh, money in the bank this week, right? Is that what we're doing?
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about Money in the Bank, but first, uh, let's let the Perched fans hear all about Smacked Raw and where they can find you guys.
0: Man, we, we host a show called The Rewind. R.N. and I just bullshit about uh, pro wrestling and, and dad life uh, once a week. Uh, Tuesdays, twitch.tv slash Smacked Raw. That's where you can catch the official video version of the show. Otherwise, the audio version is like found everywhere. Um, but yeah, man, that's pretty much it. Me and this guy right here, uh, I think I think it, it, under me, I'm not sure. I don't know how you have the windows formatted. Yeah. But um uh yeah, dude. We we just we just chit chat like once a week, man. I just I try to make him laugh and uh and I say some pretty shows. much
2: we have a lifestyle show that we occasionally talk about wrestling about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear about two middle-aged men talking about lifestyle. Two
2: middle-aged recovering addicts yeah living life <laughs> tune in
0: <laughs> um also over on Twitch you can catch me gaming I uh, I've been I've been playing the hell out of a uh, Diablo 4 I know where this is a wrestling show so you uh, you know you'll probably want to bring uh the new aew game um I have not played it um but uh other than that yeah over on Twitch we I play a lot of Diablo 4 and Battlefield if you ever want to check that shit out too
1: ooh. I haven't played Battlefield in a long time.
0: 2042. It's a lot it, it got a bad rap when it came out, but it's really good now. Like it's 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 really good. I have a lot of fun with it.
1: I was always a Call of Duty guy.
0: Yeah, we're getting uh, we getting a lot of Call of Duty people coming over nowadays well, into the game.
1: my problem with Call of Duty is when it went to that super futuristicness.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, to me, like, it just kind of, like, lost the realism of, like, what I was playing and why I was playing. And, And to be honest, like, all the, like, different, like, perks and stuff that they gave with the jumps and the running and the different skills, to me, it just made the game that much more difficult for the average gamer to get online. You know, to go and play in team deathmatch or capture the right. flag or domination and shit like that. You know, I got guys oh, jumping, sure. jumping over me, and I'm like, just like yeah, still been, looking I've straight ahead. My old man reflexes
0: into- aren't built for this. Okay,
2: I never got into Call of Duty. Like, I did love Rainbow Six before they turned it into like a Fortnite thing. Like Rainbow Six was probably my favorite, like first person shooter was shit. Cool, Siege uh-huh. was
0: cool, man. Like Siege. Yeah, yeah, like 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 I said, before... Like, the building and stuff? Yeah, yeah,
2: right before they turned it into, like, a Fortnite thing. I don't know Yeah, I I was in the Rainbow Six. Other than that, I bought bought one of the Call of Duty's on it, I think I played it, like, twice.
0: just got a third controller for my PS5, and so I've been taking my kids on in, like, handicap matches in 2K23. Dude, they beat the shit out of me. I don't care that they're 4 and 7. They (laughs) they, they beat the living piss out of me. The thing is, is they they break up their own pins. So, uh, usually <laughs> usually they save my ass and then I I take one of I usually will knock one of them out of the ring. Yep. yeah. I just pin the other one in the ring. And they're like, "How do you keep winning?" And I was like, "Well, it's just the dad's built different. That's what it is."
1: So I'm going to need to clip this cuz basically we're just hearing about Kyle beating his kids.
0: Yes. Mercifully. <laughs> Mercifully. Mercifully. Um, I actually, I, I actually would have been here about like 15 minutes earlier, but I held like a little impromptu fight club for them out in the front yard because I uh, Taekwondo was holding a like a, an actual self defense class today, and um, they were letting the kids go a little too light on the headlock, like escape, and I was like, none of these kids are actually trying to keep the other kid in the headlock, so I was like, yeah, when we get home, you two are scrapping, and it did pretty good.
2: Well, check my Facebook because I had I had my own fight club in the. Front yard of my brother's house. Had my niece and that with the gloves. Dude,
0: what the, the fuck on. are you going to get arrested, bro? You going to get arrested? You had them on with gloves on and everything.
2: Thursday night baby fights. Let's get it.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> I was like, this was like a little headlock thing. At least they would be like, oh, they're wrestling. They Our had ex- gloves kids, they were, on. They were scrapping, bro. Ah, oh, dude, you get a concussion with gloves on. All right. Oh, yeah. he
2: he looked like he got a concussion when it that, fir- that first first that round first knockout shot. she gave him.
0: Dude, that kid's got like he's like 7 years old he's got onset uh, CTE already what the right. fuck <laughs>
2: hey listen we we run a tight ship around here it's savage mode savage dogs <laughs> savage kids And my brother's kids are literally like his son is like the 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 boy off the wild thornberries like la, 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 just fucking bouncing <laughs> off the wall fucking naked half the time one shoe on and he kept talking <laughs> shit calling my niece out and, and I didn't get him the gloves their mother got them the gloves then after all that, she was like, why do they keep fighting? I'm like, Cause you bought them boxing gloves. Yeah. Dumbass. What are you <laughs> supposed to do with boxing gloves?
0: Not to mention, I don't know if like if it's it's like you if you get worked up to a certain point, you don't just be like, all right, cut it. Like you just, like, dude, you're worked up. You Rule
2: is first one to cry, it's over.
0: Yeah, you gotta you gotta ride that shit out, man. Or at least yeah. to one of you. He called like her him.
2: out too. Like, I'm I, I don't got no sympathy. If you call somebody out. And then get, get that ass whooped, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get no sympathy for that.
0: Hell he no. told her, he said,
2: put the gloves on. I was like,
0: all right, put the gloves on. Let's see what y'all got. He called his shot, man. Yep, And He got that shot right in the back. All right, going to fucking jail. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let me know if you guys want to set something up. Take some, uh, we can do some little gambling on the side right, too. Let me know next week. I'll, Thursday I'll night start, baby I'll, fights. I'll
0: start, I'll start scouting Gavin's type one <laughs> class. <laughs> all right. They got six
1: There's 12-year-olds. <laughs> We're going to be streaming this like freaking bumfights.com. Yes.
3: <laughs>
2: Babyfights.com.
1: Babyfights.com. Catch that shit on DraftKings. How about that? Yep. Oh, my God. Hell, yeah. DraftKings, bro. People people on DraftKings betting on 6 to 12-year-olds boxing act each like,
0: other. Act like people wouldn't lose their fucking mind betting on like fights featuring like 8-year-olds.
2: That would be so dope, bro. Oh, like, my
0: video, bro. God, dude. They would take those bets in a heartbeat.
2: Hell, yeah. We, would, <laughs> we don't do weight classes. We do age groups
0: that's what i'm saying
2: (laughs) like ufc back in the day
0: you're gonna have some dude showing up like uh like from that um what was it what was it like the rookies or what are the bench warmers that like 30 year old mexican dude with a with a note that says i am 12 right (laughs) like
1: i remember going into like um cd stores and stuff in the mall and like you know, the front half was always, like, the CDs, and then, like, yeah. they had the back half, which was, like, all, like, DVDs and shit like that, and I always went back to, like, the wrestling section, and, uh you know, we we're talking about, like, the kids with the, you know, fighting and stuff like that. I remember seeing DVDs of, like, it was, like, backyard wrestling shit, yeah, uh-huh. but it was with kids. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all like, of those were kids.
2: Like, full fledged
1: DVDs with little kids. And, like, this is in America. Yeah. And I remember seeing, like, one in Japan. And I'm going, like, where did they that, do this? Because I want to get. What, I like, don't
2: understand how soft shit, shit is now. Like, bro, yeah. we had some. The shit that was going on when we were kids, bro. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, literally, yes, it was 14 and 15 year old kids on fucking DVD busting each other in the head with light bulbs and well, you, shit and going through two by four tables and shit
0: you couldn't they get were everybody sold featured on dr phil though that was the problem before the internet if you if if there was you know draw for concern you'd just get them on dr phil right now nowadays with the internet like you can just mob everybody like you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's what it was man they just dr phil only had so many slots you could fill man. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah
1: for real for real but uh anyway guys well, hold There's on. Really, eight, spe- uh...
0: speaking of bum fights, did you see that one where the dude who did bum fights wound up on Doctor Phil, and he came on dressed like Doctor Phil? He came on dressed like Doctor Phil, and he like really? exposed the oh, shit really? out of it. Y'all, you don't remember yes. that? Oh my god! Oh. No, so, so yeah, so the dude who made bum fights, right, and yeah. made made like money off of this uh, exploitation, right? Doctor Phil figured, okay, we're gonna bring this guy online. And uh and you know, and put him Berate on blast him. for exploiting mentally ill people. Well, the dude came on, shaved his head like <laughs> Dr. Phil's looked like a complete clown, and then schooled Dr. Phil, saying they were in the same business because Dr. Phil exploits and makes millions off exploiting mentally oh, ill people. He
2: went in on Dr. Doc- Just it look was, it up on yeah, YouTube. It,
0: oh, it's it's the best thing. It's it dude, it's been chronologicalized or uh, fuck it! I can't talk right now. Yeah, but it's it's a legend on the internet, and yeah. everybody's covered it. Anybody that knows about it has covered it at some point because it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, he
2: thought he was about to get dude on, and dude was going to be like a fucking idiot, just like yeah. talking shit. And dude gave him the business.
0: God, he gave it right.
2: Dressed up. like him, literally shaved his whole head, suit and everything, just like Doctor Phil,
0: dude. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, man. Pull up The up only- a picture of it, just pull up a picture. Bum fights Doctor Phil. The first image you see is gonna be a gonna be white doomed. dude. With with the fucked up haircut, man.
1: Yeah, he
2: literally shaved his head to look like Doctor Phil.
1: The only thing I remember from oh my god, there it is. Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Rufus, boy from Bumfights. That was the main one. That was the the cover dude was Rufus.
1: Oh, we had I had
2: every one of those motherfuckers, bro.
1: The only thing I remember from uh, Bumfights was. I don't know if it was the same guy or not, but he went on Tom Green's talk show. And Tom Green had a talk show on MTV, I believe it was. And the guy, like, pissed Tom off to the point that, like, Tom kicked him off and was, like, ready to fight him. <laughs> I mean, we all we know Tom Green is like a, uh, you know, for being like wild and crazy, like yeah, out to there. piss
2: him off. See, I don't even remember that. I'm gonna have to look that one up because yeah, have to so Tom like, to get fucking pissed.
1: Tom was like mad. He's like, because essentially he was saying the same thing, and like the guys on there like laughing and joking about it, and he's like, you don't fucking pay these people. You give them. He's like, no, I give them food. I put them in a hotel, and Tom's like, you know, I don't even want to talk to you anymore. I'm done with this. Basically, he's like, no, nope, I'm done. Like, right. I've, I've had enough. You know, yeah. I, I mean, and Tom Green was, like, at that point, like, the modern Andy Dick of his time. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Because we all knew Andy Dick was, like, just weird and outlandish. And, like, Tom Green was, like, yo, hold my beer.
2: Mm-hmm. I'll
1: take it to a new level.
2: Freddie got fingered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, never forget that movie. Right. You know, God. Yeah, no, so I uh, got thinking the other day that I had to remember that Money in the Bank for uh, this premium live event coming up Mm -hmm. on Saturday is not at its normal time because it's in London. Yep. So I had to look the time up, so fans, if you're curious, Saturday, the pay-per-view... I believe it begins at what?
2: Three. Three Eastern, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, three. I guess so my question,
2: what time is it in London if if it's starting three PM? Is that is that technically Friday night or is it technically Saturday night? Going Uh, into Sunday.
1: Technically for them, they're like twelve hours oh no ahead or behind? Technically I believe they're ahead of us.
2: I have no idea. So it should be,
1: I think it should be Sunday for them. Hold on. I'll let you know. Yeah. I always wondered that, like,
2: cause hell there, it even threw me off. Like there's a port where Tennessee, like it just switches over to like an hour behind.
1: So right now for them, they are ahead. It is 1 AM Friday morning.
2: Damn! So they really are going on at fucking three o'clock in the morning.
1: Well, it's eight p.m. here, so
2: so now it'll be what?
1: So no, it'll be eight. Five hours. Eight. They're five hours ahead, so they go on at eight. So they're still oh, so on yeah, so
2: normal on, time. Yeah,
1: yeah. So for them, it's a no- So them, it's like a normal time for a pay per view. For us, it's right. just kind of weird. But you know what? That was like. It was like that for me, too, though, when I was at WrestleMania.
3: Yeah. Because
1: it was in California. Like, you guys are watching it. It's, like, 7, 8 o'clock. hmm I'm at the goddamn stadium. It's 4 in the afternoon, and I'm like, <laughs> well, this is fucking weird. You know, same I- thing with, like, Raw the next night.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Mania, you know, Raw after Mania. I'm getting to the arena at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and... You know, you guys are just, you guys are done for your day getting, you know, it's like <laughs> 7 o'clock. So, Excuse me, What?
0: hey, what the hell are you saying?
1: We were talking about the uh, time difference because WWE Money in the Bank is in London. So it's, oh, um, so for us, it's 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we were just realizing that, you know, they're ahead of us. So for them, it'll be saturday at 8 p.m because they have a five-hour difference
0: yeah 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 they finally get to watch a uh, wwe pay-per-view at a reasonable hour right
1: yeah yeah because normally they're watching it at like
0: what like three, Sunday. four,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like two two three in the morning
0: the the youtube channels that i watch i think they talk about staying up till like five o'clock in the morning five six in the morning sometimes because of how
1: late uh the shows run, yeah, but yeah, that would be like here in the states. Us watching New Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling pay per view.
0: Well, there's... you got to get
1: up at, you got to wake up at like four in the morning.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I I think the last time, yeah, uh, I saw like a New Japan pay per view. I tried to catch it live. It was it was like two three in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I I only got through like the 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 whatever that like inaugural uh, uh, Royal Rumble they do for Wrestle Kingdom every year. I mm-hmm. barely got through that match, and I was out cold.
2: Yeah, I never watch. I just watch it the next day. I never stay up for that shit.
1: Yeah, I – if I'm working where I'm getting out at 2, 3 in the morning on a weekend, that's fine.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But otherwise, if I'm not, there's no way I'm – I am i not I'm not that dedicated to where I'm going to, like – Mess up my sleep schedule to watch a wrestling show.
2: I'm either already sleeping or just now getting home and ready for bed. So, like either yeah. way, it's not happening.
0: Yeah, Man, I get horrified if I see the the clock and it's three a.m. I'm I'm like, dude, what? Oh no, I fucked myself for tomorrow. Like every time, every time.
1: So, like if I'm if I'm dispatching, um, with my bus company for like the college nightlife.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm not done till. Anywhere between 3 30 and 4 30 in the morning. But like, I come home, I am turning the TV on and I'm going to smoke some weed. Right. But, like, <laughs> I can't watch wrestling. Like, I need my mind to wind down. I don't need to watch Okada slap someone's chest as hard as he can and me going, ooh, and on, like, getting like that. Anticipation, that excitement and that adrenaline like back up. And all of a sudden then I got my second wind. And then next thing I know it's uh Sunday at noon. And I'm like, yeah, now I can go to sleep. Like, I can't do that. Hell no. I don't know how you see. Got- I, uh,
2: my girlfriend, Dwight to me. So like my bed is my bedroom is like sleep. Like it doesn't matter what's on, what I'm watching. Once I go in that room, pants come off and I get the bed. It's <laughs> lights out. Now, if I chill out on the couch, Sometimes I'll fall asleep. Sometimes I won't. It kind of is what it is, but it don't matter what the fuck's on. I mean, you could have fucking a fireworks show going off in there with the fucking surround sound on. Once do I lay you, my head on the pillow it's out.
0: Do you mean Dwight shrewded you like she conditioned you? Yes. Like with the. <laughs> uh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You so know I exactly get what I mean. <laughs> I get the reference. now. I, did, I didn't get it at first, but now I get it. Like, oh, she got this dude hypnotized. Yeah. Like, straight up. Yep.
1: Dude, you're lucky. I wish. I got tinnitus, like, I have that ringing in my ears 24-7. So if it's – when it's just pitch black and there's nothing, all I hear is that ringing and I'm like
2: – Oh, I didn't say pitch black or nothing. I just said that, that once I get in the bed, like, I got to have a some sort of noise. I can, Same thing, I can't just sit in the dark. And, like, go to sleep. I got to have the fan, TV, some sort of noise to block out the voices in my head. Like, dude, <laughs> Randy I got a Orton's fucking...
0: fucking steel fan, like, a half a foot from my face. Literally. Every... I got to yes, hear that uh, machine gun oh, going off. Fuck
1: yeah. Dude. I've got the air conditioner and a TV going.
0: How do you not if have just... a fan?
1: Huh? Because has got that's an air so... conditioning.
0: Yeah, that's still surreal to me. Like, still, how do you not have a fan, like... I couldn't even do like AC, like I gotta have like that air. If if the air is still, it freaks me out.
2: Yo, know, if we're going somewhere for more than a couple days, I'm bringing a box fan with me. That's yeah. real life.
0: But like I can uh, do noise, everything else, but still air. Like if it's still air in my room, like that, that's that's absurd to me. Like that's yeah, like I a, must be weird. I don't understand how like, someone lives like that. I'm doing <laughs> like I don't, dude. <laughs>
1: Like, I'm going camping and I'm I'm bringing a generator so I can bring an air conditioner. Like, I'm not fucking around. I'm with that. Okay. I'm, like, I would
3: absolutely, absolutely
0: camping if, if that was a thing. Huh? What are you camping in? A tent. A tent? Yeah. You bring an AC into a tent? You're I damn right I am. You can do
1: that?
2: Yes, you can. And I, next time I am, when well, next time I go to Bonnaroo, I'm definitely bringing a fucking <laughs> air conditioner.
1: For real. Like, um, you you can buy a generator, you know, fairly cheap. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, they're not going to be the you know the the cheaper ones generally aren't the quietest things in the world. But
2: no, they sound like a fucking lawnmower.
1: Yeah, but you know, you got an air conditioner. Fuck everybody else. You, you're not here. You're not hearing that thing outside. it's, it's mm-hmm. not my problem. That's it's why not I my problem. You know. So um, yeah. No. Um, you have to you know make sure you put some sort of lock like put the generator in some sort of like locked box. So like I have a a box uh, that I'm bringing so I can lock it up. And through the back, I drilled a hole so I can run the cord and then run the cord into the tent, plug in my air conditioner, leave the air conditioner in there, run that thing for two hours, shut it off. I'll be cold the rest of the night. So that was the one good
2: thing about that shit. It was cold as hell, but as soon as the sun came up, that tent turned into a fucking sauna. So, like, oh, yeah, I no. yeah, I definitely yeah. I definitely will be bringing an air conditioner.
0: Yeah. What I'm just struggling to get is, like, are you talking, like, a window unit AC? Oh, no, yeah. Like a, oh no, see, I'm, bringing still, the,
1: I'm bringing the window unit AC. Like I couldn't win- bring it. So,
0: that's okay. Okay, so, RN, you're with me. This does sound
1: a little off.
2: No, I know there's air conditioner, but the ones I've seen people have when they go camping is, like, the stand-up ones.
1: They have stand I've ones? got, yeah, where, like, it's got the stand-up one where you can just take the, um, the, the, thing out the the hose and it's it sits on the outside that you like put in the window mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
1: yeah yeah i could i can bring one of those but i i always brought because i've got two of those oh, now shit, but i always use used them. to bring i used to always just bring an in-room one and just put it in the tent with me now i've never
0: seen an ac outside of a window unit that's fucking baller
1: i was like I told my friends, I was like, yo, I'll go camping, like old school camping, but I, I'm not, there's no way I'm sleeping and sweating my ass off. Like not, it's never going to happen again. No, so no. like the last like five years I've gone camping, I bring a generator and air conditioner and my friends all like laugh about it. And I'm like, <laughs> Hey, you have fun sweating your ass off in that tent. Uh, uh-uh. uh. like I'll, I'll bring an RV next time. If that's what y'all want, I don't care.
2: I feel the exact same way now that I know what I'm doing and what I'm getting myself into for Bonnaroo next year. I know I learned all the shortcuts to the stages and the uh least walking times from walking around that bitch doing nine miles a day. And I know <laughs> that if I want to actually get some sleep, I want to fucking bring an air conditioner. I found some portable unit ones that I've been looking up and I found some uh, some ones that if I have to bring a generator too so I can at least sleep to like nine or ten to actual recover because we wasn't going to sleep till like 1.32 o'clock and then as soon as the fucking sun peeked his head out of the fucking clouds, that tent literally went up twenty five fucking degrees. So yeah, I'm definitely I've definitely figured out some do's and don'ts moving forward.
0: Bro, yeah. um to try to tie all this into pro wrestling, uh, I attended uh Carolina Rebellion and I gave a like full uh uh running V trigger to some dude uh square in the face. Like <laughs> no pulling it. It was, the, it was the craziest thing, because RN, I'm imagining Bonnaroo, there's like multiple stages, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when one, you might be at one stage, a set finishes up, you've you got to hurry together. your ass over to another stage yep. if you want to get anywhere near it. So that, that part right there, from one stage to another, when the crowd loosens up because they're moving. Right. I took me and my uh, uh, brother and like four or five other guests that we had. We formed a human snake, right? Just hand to hand. And I'm running. I was like, just follow me. I'll get us there. And I'm weaving between these people. And I mean, it's just walls of people. It's fucking Literally. insane. You don't see nothing else. No, you're in an ocean of humans. imagine that,
2: you know, that scene on like Discovery where the wildebeest are like fucking migrating yeah. and it's fat millions of them. That's what it's like yeah. in, at these festivals.
0: And uh, and so through all this, I, we're at like a slow running pace. Right. But I'm a big dude. There's this guy and a girl. That I didn't see till the last second. Sitting on the fucking ground. And that's insane. <laughs> exactly. You do not sit in this I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So I didn't see this guy. Because I'm I'm focusing on staying in the pocket. And and I felt. Uh, I saw him like at just a moment. And I felt this collision with my knee. But in I'm so in the moment. I don't think about it. When we get to the other. Uh, where we're going. My brother had to inform me. That he saw the whole thing. And he was like dude you hit him. Flush in the like in the face, the dude flung back and was out like uh, just Jeez. fucking laid out, dude. Uh, uh, in short, if you go to a concert, man, don't sit down, don't don't sit in a crowd of people, man. All those people
2: sitting everywhere, yeah. I stepped on so many fucking people. It's not even funny.
0: Yeah, man, smash that dude in the mush. I didn't mean to. I felt bad. I just
1: you know it happened. You didn't even get a title for it. <laughs> no, like no championship, like nothing, man. No referee to raise your hand. I
0: had, I had, I had, uh, I had all of uh, uh, like three people see it, besides the person it happened to, probably. And his check that video
2: I sent to the group chat on Facebook, please.
0: That's what he's talking about. You can
2: see exactly what he's talking about.
0: Like What's fucking the-
2: idiots just laying on the ground, ready to get trampled over. Let
0: me see, Aura, What you got? Is this your video? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except except this was like one person and everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just denser. Yeah. Just the, the, yeah. The, the the density of the people. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's that, like
1: don't... that's like governor's ball in uh Brooklyn and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. it, that that's what Bonnaroo like reminds me of. <laughs> yeah, you know, the multiple stages and Yeah. It um, was eighty
2: thousand fucking people there this year.
1: It's a lot of oh, all right, yeah. I mean, that's bigger oh, than Governor yeah. Ball. Damn. Yeah, yeah. It, a, it's damn. a
0: it's a sea of people. Like Literally. it is. It's a full on. Yeah, it's uh, it's gnarly. Like once you get like once you get away from the stage, it opens up a little bit. But the closer yeah. you are to a stage, the just more dense mm-hmm. it is to the point where some people can't breathe; they pass out. It's like too too tight.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's only like certain. Like bands or performers I want to be like right up to that stage for otherwise I want to be like in the back cause like if it's EDM and you're up up close like you're shoulder to shoulder like you're something yeah. like this like you know you're, you're, you're a hot dog in a package of 12 and I mean there ain't a lot of room in there to move around God. there ain't no wiggling
2: and when I'm roasted up fucking shrooms I don't want to be touched anyway so like I have to be kind of in the back yeah, I like to trip yeah, so balls I'm, by myself.
1: That's what I'm gonna say. Like at like those festivals and stuff. Like I want to be in the back because like if I want to start like, um, dancing and like really moving and stuff, you can't do that in the front when you're shoulder to shoulder. No, you know the whole point is like, especially when the EDM kicks in. Especially if you're like on MDMA or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be moving.
2: Yes, sir. Like, you
1: are feeling that music, you are that music. You know, it's like. I gotta be in the back anyway. Spe- it's too loud, especially with my ears. So, otherwise, I gotta like at an EDM show. I gotta look like that, you know. Hey, that's definitely an older person. I mean, you, ah. Besides the obvious fucking look, he you know looks older. He's got fucking yo. headphones on because he can't because he's trying to save his hearing. Yo,
2: you know it they- was so many old people there. Like I'm talking about, like old people there, fucking turning up, yo. Yeah, and babies. Those people bringing their kids there, like baby babies,
1: like governors ball and stuff like that. I didn't see like too many older people, and if I did, they were probably my age now. There for like their twelve or thirteen year old kid, you know, nah, it was their nah, first show. Nah. That was that was, yours, too was turning, a- yours. Yours, are turning well, up.
2: I'm talking about grandparents. I'm talking about gray gray grandparents like gray hair gray fucking crotch hair all of that and I seen it I'm talking about turning the fuck up like literally they got a day pass from the fucking old folks home for the weekend to go to go to these EDM shows like I've never seen nothing like it in my life like one one family was there they had their baby and the baby was, like, not phased at all. Like, in the middle of this fucking – it's, like, 11 o'clock at night in the middle of an EDM set, and the little baby's just sitting there playing with his stuff. And then the one kid, the, like, toddler, was on the dad's shoulders. He They did have the earmuffs for him. I will give him that. But he had the fucking glow sticks and was just going Hamilton on his dad's shoulder. I'm like, these motherfucking babies got been, been to more festivals than I have, and they're not even five years old. <laughs> <That> Te- thing-
0: <laughs> Technically, my son Gavin went uh, and was front row for Slipknot. <laughs> uh, when he was a fetus I that's definitely, what I'm saying yeah, no, that's I, what I'm saying Like that said Jess when uh, she was pregnant Uh oh, she man. was like four months pregnant man and yeah. we were front row for Slipknot 60,000 motherfuckers that's
2: exactly what I'm saying that fucking baby has been to some shit before he had even <laughs> took his first breath because I'm not joking bro Like it, the baby was not phased at all and it's fucking lights going off strobes people fucking yelling and screaming the DJ, yeah let's turn this motherfucker on that little baby was like in his fucking element It was the dopest shit I ever seen in my entire life. And I'm, I'm not talking about no toddler. I'm talking about a baby, <laughs> a baby, a fucking baby. Like Dave Chappelle, like baby, what do you do? Yeah, man. Selling shrooms. Motherfucker. Don't worry about it. Like <laughs>
3: it
2: was fucking amazing.
1: Well, uh, don't mind me. My, my, uh, the cat it's
0: this is a this is a normal thing I've learned about being perched. Oh yeah. Or I'm um, perched is is these cats make uh cameos like my kids do. Right. I don't think I've ever been on here and didn't see one of his cats.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Benton Benton tends to make the uh, most cameos. Like when I was when I was writing uh the Mr. Hughes autobiography, he was always like right along my side. So anytime I'm doing anything with a computer or like this show or like as you see, you guys at home can't see this, but um, I have an unbox. I have some unboxing videos <laughs> I have to record. Uh, I got the fuck three- are you moving?
0: <laughs> I got, you know I what can't. you need to do is just make some some like like uh, uh like little silly like coming soon sign and and put them on the boxes. Do something like making part of the set. You oh, I mean? should. I really yeah, should. So just. It's just some type of decal. It'd be like like like, yeah, like like. nobody's
2: gonna talk about how he's like juggling this fucking dog like you see those dudes with the
0: balls going around (laughs) at like the basketball games and shit. Dude, Lee does an entire podcast while performing like a circus act. All right, with this cat. I'm not I'm not mad at it.
1: Nah, man. Yeah, so um Benton doesn't like to cuddle, like be held, so uh he he's basically a parrot and he just rests on my shoulder and I have to hold my arm up for you guys at home. That can't see this uh <laughs> but he loves the unboxing videos because when i open the box up and i pull out like whatever i like i bought yeah, he doesn't exactly. care about that he's like yo get Dude, your mic up. is
0: picking up nothing but cat butt right
1: now <laughs> like, i'm sorry bro but that was
0: all cat butt
1: he's like <laughs> it's funny because he's like um he's like hey get that fucking thing out of the box so i can jump in at and, like, before I even have, like, the video done, he's, like, laying in the box. And I'm, like, all right, say bye. And then he, he gives, like, this, like, he has, like, the tiniest, like, he's turning seven. He still has, like, a kitten meow because it's, like, mm-hmm. so high-pitched and quiet.
2: Yeah. it's a big-ass cat, too. He's a big cat. Man. Oh, yeah. He's... His, his
1: butt is all on your head, too. Yeah, he's, uh, he's like, 13 pounds. He was 19, but I uh, put him on a diet, so... He's just uh he's purring like crazy right now, believe it or not. Like this is he's in, he's either like, Oh, okay, you're working on it, he's either doing something and it's taking away from me I want attention, or, or uh, I'm not gonna say the word, but uh, F O O D, even though he yeah. just yeah. even though he just ate like before yeah. I did before we started this. <laughs> so uh, that tends to tends to be the case. That or he's like, "Hey, I want to go out again." I can't say that word either because he'll run to. Th- oh, I was going to say if he does it and I I can't spell it anymore, I'm I'm SOL.
2: No, nah, he's he's unboxing shit.
1: Yeah, he's ready to unbox. I think that's what he thinks I'm doing because he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, I'm ready." Because like they're big enough for him to jump in, and he he wants in.
0: Yeah, yeah. he's scoping out the boxes, man.
1: There you go. Go ahead. Ah. Okay. I think he's he's trying to tell me, uh, "Hey, I'm ready to do this unboxing." Yeah. But not yeah, not, not right now, not right now. We got to save that cuz uh first we got to get through money in the bank as we have uh predictions. Oh. All right, buddy. So first off, it's in London. Yeah. It's at a different time. 3 p.m. Yeah, back on the shoulder.
0: Jesus Christ, man.
1: Yeah. Just you, you think I'd have you think I'd be like built like Arnold for as much like <laughs> as I have to do with cats. It's ridiculous. Three PM is it's in London, so you know we have a different time, which honestly is kind of nice, I think. You know, a nice mid afternoon pay per view. You know, get to relax like during the day a little bit, watch, you know, watch the pay per view. Uh I don't know the 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 card lineup. If, if honestly, like if if this is the card lineup, it's cool. Like I'm not mad, but I would I would I would expect a a little change, and we'll talk about that. But uh, I'm just gonna list off the matches, and we'll just talk about them, man. Hell yeah! Let's Inter- do it. The Intercontinental Championship That's... Gunther, who's who's officially held it for over a year. Taking on Matt Riddle, is is Matt Riddle has returned seemingly recently enough. Yeah. Um I would like to see Gunther um I guess beat Honky Tonk Man's reign. Same. And and, and I'm only going with that because we've we're now seeing like so many of the legends from the eighties and nineties now getting surpassed Roman reigns with the WWE championship, Uh, the new day, you know, had surpassed demolition for longest reign. And then the Usos uh, surpassed the new day for longest reign. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're starting to see this and I I would really like to see, that happened with the intercontinental championship, but I want to bring this up first last year, guys. Gunther only had 12 championship title defenses. And I believe like seven out of the 12 were only on SmackDown, not even on a, a premium live event. So first mm-hmm. I want to get your thoughts on that.
2: Uh, I'm into it. Like, cause to me, I think that's where the intercontinental shit should be anyway. Like, Yes, you should get a couple like big pay per view events and like, especially if one of the big four. But the whole point of the Intercontinental Championship is supposed to be the workhorse championship, your best wrestler, I guess, is what it's always been, and like your next guy up. So, like, that guy should be on TV defending it as much as fucking possible. So, like, I'm not, I was never mad at it. And I think it gave the crowd because, like, I don't think a lot of people really knew about Walter and then the Gunther shit everybody lost their mind about and everything. So, like, I think it gave people a good chance to see him, accept him, and realize that he's fucking fire, yo. And he deserves every bit of the shine that he's getting.
0: Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I mean, I, I kind of just echo the sentiment R.M. made. Uh, uh, to be fair, Um. to be fair, the, the, the Intercontinental Championship hasn't been made a big deal until like WWE really like tells you to make it a big deal as far as the defenses go and stuff like that so that's kind of faded in the background for me but given how great Gunther is on is on TV and has a character and all that other stuff I'm just happy to see him and the fact that he's holding that belt for so long uh just feels right too it kind of feels like I don't know like it kind of feels like how Roman Reigns is is with the title I don't know about you guys but it hasn't really offended me that the defenses are so far apart because the character is so entertaining to watch, to go with it. And uh, so like, I just kind of accept the belt as part of him. Like, I'm not really worried about how many defenses and how big they are because uh, WWE hasn't given us a reason to. Well, not even that he
2: elevated the title. Like, yeah,
0: like it it was, it was 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 a shits beforehand.
2: Yeah. It was pretty much like the 24 seven title before he got it. Like we never knew who had it. We would talk about all the time. Like we, didn't even fucking know who the intercontinental champion was 90% of the fucking time. So like, to me, like this is definitely a case of the wrestler fucking uh, elevating the title to making it more important and not the other way around.
0: That's like the U S title to me. I I still honestly am like, get uh, I forget that Austin theory is holding on to that belt. And as I forget, Austin theory is a thing as well too. So that's, that's what I
1: was just about to ask you guys, wait a second, who holds that? Yeah, yeah, Austin Theory. The theory. I, yeah, I completely, exactly. I completely biffed for a second there on that. And then I had to remember, oh yeah, Austin Theory, John Cena WrestleMania. But
2: right. I love Austin Theory too, but I never watch SmackDown, so like I can't even like,
1: yeah, talk
3: shit or anything. So
1: totally, <laughs> yeah, totally understand on that one. Um, I have no complaints w- w- with Gunther as Intercontinental Champion. I again, I I'd love to see him take over Honky Tonk's longest reign the only complaint I have is the design of the title. Cause like right now, when I think of the intercontinental championship of like the modern day wrestlers who helped elevate that championship back to where it needed to be. Yeah. I think first Cody Rhodes, cause I believe Cody was like one of the first ones to like make it the white, the white strap.
0: strap. That was yeah. his thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: And then, um, the Miz is my second, and then and then Gunther is like because he's the most modern and he's mm-hmm. held it for so long, and he's done such a phenomenal job in, in Imperium with their their storylines, everything they're doing, it just works. Like I'm, I love it.
0: Same. Yeah. the The match is gonna be neat, but uh, as far as like like you know previewing uh, uh, money in the bank goes, I'm glad you started with this one because I feel like this is the most sure sure thing match on the entire card. Like as good as Matt Riddle is, he's like clearly a depth guy. Uh, this is the match that like I would bet my house on. Gunther walks away winning.
2: Yeah, and I oh. I will bet my house on it that this will this is there's a strong possibility this is match of the night.
1: Yeah, I this is. I, Gunther's not losing, but Riddle's gonna look good no matter what. Both competitors are gonna look good. It's it's. Well, they gave
0: Riddle an out by doing the anger, uh, injured ankle uh, right. angle
1: going into it. Yeah. I just think,
2: not,
0: I just I, think this is going to be as close
2: a thing to forbidden doors we're going to get at WWE. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. Like, I don't know if you guys were hip to evolve and seen any of the stuff they did, and like uh, progress and things like that, but like they're going to beat the shit out of each other. And this is going to be – they have excellent chemistry in the ring. And like, like I said, I said this on the Rewind, like, I'm willing to put money that this, if it's not match of the night, it's only because the actual money in the bank match is one of them. Were,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I um, <laughs> I just want to know how Red Riddle's chest is going to be. After exactly, that's what I'm
2: talking about. It's this is like, going to be a strong style match. It's going to be a New Japan type match for sure.
1: Yeah. I'm excited. I was
0: trying. To, I was trying to figure out when you said like a forbidden door like match. I was like, wait, did one of them just come from a different company? Like I was, I was super confused. I get it now. What you mean though? Strong style match. Keep up. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the the women's tag team championship. Now, this to me is going to be a little controversial, and I'll I'll talk about it in a second. But we have the champions, Ronda Rousey. And Shayna Baszler taking on Raquel Rodriguez and the returning Liv Morgan who returned Monday night on Raw because uh, the week before we saw Shayna and Ronda win the NXT women's tag team titles. And literally the next day on WWE.com, they announced that those titles are officially no longer. Yeah, Like... You notice they didn't do it on TV because
0: mm-hmm. uh-huh. they
1: knew there'd be huge backlash.
0: Well, they're not going to give it the pageantry of the unification is, right. is yeah. why they're doing it online. It's like, okay, we're not going to put the time and effort into putting this on TV and creating an angle. I don't think it was to like avoid the backlash. I just think they're not going to play any type of story into it. Like, no, I sure think it was both. Things. I think it's what yeah. you
2: said. And a little bit of what Lisa, because it definitely would have been fucking backlash, but if you actually watch NXT, there are no women's tag teams, especially after they brought up uh, Katana and what's her name, the the, uh, the Black chick. Jayden, Once they brought them up, I think it is, yeah. yeah. Jayden, There's no know. tag teams on fucking NXT, so yeah, really no need to have a tag a tag title.
0: Yeah, the uh, uh, let's see if they're actually gonna follow through with it this time because it's it the what they're saying is the same premise they advertised for the women's uh, championship or. Tag championships originally, which was they would be traveling champions. they'd literally be w w e s only traveling champion where they can appear on both raw Smackdown and n x t but like mm-hmm. the last they never actually followed through with that with anybody else, but that was that's how the belts were previously advertised, and that's that's how they're advertised now, but uh yeah, like I said we'll see we'll see but how here's traveling Rhonda and Shayna want to do here's my problem with that.
1: RN just said there's literally no women's tag team on NXT.
0: Yeah.
1: So you have those belts, now you're all you're doing is telling me the tag teams that you have they're solidified unless we break them up. Right. Otherwise, we're just going to throw women together for them to face. If that's the case, why not retire the the tag team championships for the women's and create another single belt then?
0: Well, we're talking about a different thing now, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we are. Like,
2: because there's not any really women tag teams in the entire WWE. I mean, there's just actually literally zero in NXT. But, I mean, in the actual whole entire Raw and SmackDown rosters, there's not any tag team. The only real tag teams are fucking Shayna and fucking Ronda because we know they've been together for so long, even though they're kind of a thrown-together thing. And then, like I said, uh... Why can't I ever think of these girls' names?
1: Kate, you, got uh, Liv, you got Liv and Caden, Raquel, which is throw together, and then that, you've got Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green, which Throwing is thrown together. together. Yeah, Caden, Carl, what, is, what
2: is the girl's name? The the little tiny chick Ricochet's girlfriend and the black chick. What the fuck are their names? I can't ever think of their names. Katana
1: Chance uh, is uh, 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 well because they changed their
2: name too. The little yeah, the white. Yeah, girl, because she went name.
1: by she went by an actual name.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, Caitlyn Catanzaro, I think was her. Yeah, name. yeah. or yeah. is her name rather?
2: Well, that's what and- I'm saying. They're they're them and Shayna are the only actual real. We wear the same fucking clothes. We come out to the same music. Fucking tag team. It's only them two. There are no other real tag teams in the entire fucking company.
1: And then there's Damage Control, which they've been plotting the breakup.
2: But even that. they weren't even a really a tag team to me. They were a, a faction that just had two people go for the title because yeah. Bailey was going for the world title. That's what I'm saying. Caden like there's Carter. no real. Yeah, Caden Carter or whatever.
0: Caden is her name. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I always forget the black chick's name. I don't know. that's her name. Caden Carter. Oh, that's her. So what's yeah, the yeah. Katana what's, uh, Chance? I've said it like five fucking times.
2: Well, no, you told me her real her name she used to go by. What does it go? What does she go by now?
0: Katana Chance.
2: Oh, Katana. So fucking lame. All right. That's why I can't yeah. remember it.
0: You know, everyone yeah. freaked out because they thought that was going to be, I think, EO Sky's name, because mm. it was they were uh, uh, leaks got out that that was a name that WWE uh, filed a trademark for right, right around the time EO was being drafted up, and people were convinced that yeah, that was going to be EO, which that would have been fucked up, calling like a Japanese wrestler katana, like come Fire. on WWE.
2: I mean, they called him Kabuki Warriors. What's the difference?
0: I, I know, I there's not much one. I'm just saying it would be another one of those. <laughs>
1: So, like, this match, this, like, whole situation with the tag... And this is why I went on the whole frickin' rant on Botch, Spots, and Chair shots about the women's tag team division. Because it's nothing but a, throw, a bunch of throw-togethers. And as a tag team fucking lover, I don't give a rat's ass to see a bunch of throw-together tag teams. So why have the belts to even begin with if it's just going to be a bunch of nonstop throw-togethers? But I love tag team wrestling. I think it's better than singles matches. And... For whatever reason, WWE is just like, no, we don't like it. So, what I think here happens is, in the long run, Ronda and Shayna just run through whatever tag teams are left, and they're like, screw this, throw the belts out, and they just go as single competitors.
0: I disagree. Yeah, I, I absolutely it's not disagree. Yeah, because uh, I would like Ronda it to. Had- yeah, I think I think what you're doing is like you're getting a little mixed up with like your personal feelings towards it and oh, like what what's being actually <laughs> what's being presented and like what's really taking place is what I mean is Ronda Ronda has gone on record like for one she is one of those people where she's a high enough profile that uh uh WWE aren't going to like convince her to do shit she don't want to do. And oh, if there's one yeah. thing that and one thing that Ronda is passionate about is uh presenting the women's tag division. So she's I, I can guarantee that she's not gonna be she's not gonna partake in anything that is disrespectful towards yeah. the other women employed by WWE because all the we could say all the bullshit things that Rhonda has done. Like her heart is towards uh developing that women's yeah. roster. Like she she really does want more women This was all did.
2: this was all her idea. Shannon Baszler yeah. was on cheap a couple of weeks ago and she literally sat down and said, I'm not coming back and returning unless I get to do this. Like, this is what I want to do. I've done everything you guys have asked me to do. I've fought all the matches you asked me to do. now if you, I'm who you say I am, I want to do something that I want to do, and I want to do it with Shane. And, and that's how this all finally got kicked off, was him finally fucking buckling to Ronda's demands. Because this, this was supposed to happen a year or so ago. But they kept switching on. Oh, we want to do this and like pushing it back and pushing it back. And then Shana said, Ronda said, "No, we're not pushing it back again." You told me it was happening. This is what I'm doing now, or I'm going home. Pretty much is what how Shana portrayed it on a uh, GP. So that's that's what this is. Like they're yeah. trying to do a Renaissance for sort of thing, but there's no tag teams for them. Yeah, like you said, they, the fucking they fight. They need the so. other
0: people to rally behind them. Well, so, next, like, yeah. So as far as like what you're saying is like the. Run, they'll throw the the belts in the trash like like the twenty four seven title I was like, I promise you Rhonda won't be uh a mile within the company if that's if that's actually what happens uh like that that's guaranteeing like one of your big stars um leaving
1: like that like i I'm convinced so like i I understand like you, she wants to like build that division, but you can only do so much as the competitor. Because the company obviously went a step, you know, she might have went a step forward, but the company took her two steps back by retiring those belts.
0: Yeah, possibly.
1: You know, because well, you now you're not going to have any new women's teams. Like, what are because there's there's one belt between between three brands,
0: like at least where
1: you you had the two, but they're not going to create any new tag teams for it. It seems like.
2: Well, they'll, no, they'll they are just going to be those one offs, you know what I'm saying, yeah. on each different show. Like, I mean, that's, that's where we're at. Like,
0: yeah, is the one offs. Like, you're, you're thrown together, unfortunate, but, um, yeah, they'll, they'll keep it going. They'll keep it going for a while. It's
1: just, you know, uh, uh well, they, they can was... I ask you guys something about that? Yeah. How do you guys feel about a constant storyline of it just being a throw together team and just, Basically, it's the same story, just new faces. Because that's I mean, what throw together it. teams come off to me as.
0: Right, yeah. yeah, I hate it. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not advocating for it. What no, I'm we're saying, just saying is, that's what it is. No, no, I just wanted to see
1: how you personally guys felt about it. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, no, man, I want more effort into my stories, and and obviously, a lot of stories can be developed uh, um, uh, more in depth when you, uh, especially in the tag team division, when you have teams that have had a history together. Look at how compelling all the stuff with the Usos was over the last couple weeks is because they're real life brothers and they've been one of the best tag teams in over a decade. So you have all those stories woven in because those characters in this case, real life brothers have been around each other to develop these stories and you miss out on that with the thrown together tag teams like you can't really tell a compelling backstory or, or too much chemistry outside of these two people now have a common cause or common enemy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. from a storytelling yeah. standpoint, it, you're right. It's not. It sucks, and it's going to be hard to build. From an in ring standpoint, there's a chance. There's a chance that it might. It's a long chance, but hear me out. It might turn into something fun to watch in the ring. Like if yeah. they can get, if they can get good chemistry. Uh, tag teams. Katana Chance and Caden Carter had a fantastic uh, championship match against Ronda and Shayna Baszler. It mm-hmm. just sucks that that momentum didn't keep up following into the Alba Fire and her tag team, the 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 tag team unification match.
1: Yeah, so awesome. yeah. No, it's well, uh got...
2: the NXT men's division is the only real tag division, only like tag division that has any synergy in the entire fucking company. Like they actually have four, probably like six actual real tag teams that bounce off of each other and like have like intertwining stories, like. Kyle's talking about for us to make the tag team titles mean something and to make the uh, contenders mean something but other than that like I hate this shit like for the men for the actual WWE titles especially them being fucking held hostage by one tag team but there isn't any other tag teams to challenge them and same thing for the women's like I love tag team wrestling too like I wish that there was a strong tag team division that gives like something else to like root for and like watch for but like it's this is it's fucking meaningless, and I love Shayna Baszler. She's my favorite woman's wrestler, maybe ever. And like, this is just it means nothing. Like, it's totally pointless. I know what they're trying to do. I know what they want to do, but like, they're never gonna get it off. It's never gonna be a thing, and it is gonna come down to them fucking just randomly dropping the straps to an NXT team that they call up or some shit like that because there's just nothing nothing else to do with it.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, with that being said, I think we're all kind of agreeance Like the uh, last match, if I'm if I'm reading the room correctly, I believe we're going with Ronda Rousey and Shayna to win this, right?
0: Oh, f- with so a further prop bet that uh, Liv Morgan turns heel on Raquel, I'm a, I'm gonna take it a step further in my prediction.
1: Okay. Oops, all right. Please, uh, I'm so I, I didn't say live.
0: I didn't say I cared. I was. I, was I mean, they more, more predictions. That's all. They both it's come on
2: into fucking Natty for me. I'm not even gonna lie.
0: Nah, dude, I'm right there with you. Like that's the best so far. That's like the best characterization I've I, I, I've heard uh, come up with the feelings toward uh, uh, Liv. Is yeah, she is feeling a bit like a early
1: onset Natty. Teaming mm-hmm. with literally yeah. everyone on the roster.
2: Literally, and like, crying always crying yeah. like yeah. that's her character. Crying,
1: being a crybaby, piss pants. Right,
2: sit your little ass down somewhere, bro.
1: Yeah, for real. No one wants to hear it. No. Oh God. They need to do something different with Natalia, just like I. I think they really need to do something different with Liv. But
0: they need to fire Natalia. Natalia's run a course, man. Hang them up. Hang them up, Natalia.
1: Well, I mean, um, it'd be I... different if like. I every promo is like the same because like she, she goes. Can't through, do like... the
2: sharpshooter, bro. Like. Like, that's the all one you thing need to your say. family was good at. <laughs> like, like everyone black, like literally wants to fucking kill me when I say these things. Like, come at me because I said, like, she's never been the boat. She's never been a great wrestler. She is boring as fuck. Her face doesn't move. The only thing good on her is those fucking giant fake yits. Other than that, <laughs> there is literally nothing good about fucking Italian.
0: Nothing. One second. Hey, uh, R.N. Yeah. I trouble you to take that picture off the wall and kind of bring it up for the camera.
2: Yes, I figured that was coming.
0: <laughs> Yo, Lee, you're gonna love this shit. Uh, Alright. You're gonna love this shit after hearing all that.
3: <laughs> this
2: is my six month sobriety gift.
0: So, to, I'm uh, I'm assuming this goes audio, right? Please. Yeah. So, to anyone um, uh, uh, listening to this, are uh, you heard? You just heard RN's feelings about Natalia, and for to celebrate uh, six months of sobriety, I used my Photoshop skills and I got a pretty believable shot of RN oh. and Natalia. Uh, and I had it put onto a canvas, a big ass canvas, mm-hmm. and um, and and in the caption it says, uh, "Uh, the live, laugh, love." Shit, it's like really elegant and pretty. Because that's what I
2: say that she's literally the epitome of live, laugh, love. Like yeah, if that's live, that's laugh, love was a person, to be
0: Natty. And this motherfucker's got a picture of him and Natty now in his living room. Oh, he
2: thought I wasn't gonna fucking hang that shit. I was like, motherfucker, I'm gonna lean into that motherfucking joke. It's hanging <laughs> yes,
0: right behind me. That's the first every time- show. By the way, I think that's the first time that that's actually got a close up on camera, so that like you can actually see what it is. So there you go, Lee. There's, an, uh, there's a
1: SmackDraw exclusive on your show, <laughs> right oh, there. Oh, That is great. <laughs> you got me laughing hard on that one. That's
2: uh, as soon as Honestly, I when I, the... when I
1: saw it, I I thought you had actually met her because it, it, <laughs> yes, it looked good, right? Yeah, I did a good job with that shit, man. I was at a fucking
2: independent show in this fucking bingo hall with like a hundred people, if that.
1: Yep, I was gonna. I was gonna say what? I was gonna say. Wait, you're talking all this shit. You've met her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as soon a good as I, job I
0: with that photo, I've been years of making thumbnails for YouTube. I got a pretty good with photos. As photo soon letters. as I, I
2: opened the unbox, um, like I didn't see anything except for the live, laugh, love. I was like, I'm a, This can't be what I think it is. <laughs> and as I started peeling this shit off, I was like, you motherfucker.
3: <laughs> yeah, and it's
2: hanging too. I I hung that bitch up that same day. I'm like, oh. You think I'm not going to hang this motherfucker up? It's going to be on every show we do.
0: I'm silly right. on six months. I'll be sincere for a year, RN. Yeah, I know. We, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll do something sincere at a year. <laughs> All right.
2: I'm actually not mad at it. It's actually a great story. And like I said, it's on every show.
1: Oh, no, That's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, so I think it's safe to say that we're at a hashtag and still.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. By far.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um. I'm just gonna I'm randomly picking matches. So let's go. Let's go with the Bloodline Civil War. Okay. As we're we're seeing uh the turmoil with the bloodline, as it'll be Roman Reigns and Sola Sokoa with Paul Heyman taking on the Usos. Over the last couple of weeks, we've seen the Usos uh clearly separating themselves from the bloodline with uh, Mm -hmm. having a Nick and Matt Jackson super kick party of their own, but they're kicking family members and not just uh, guys like CM Punk. Another story. Uh, Mm -hmm. So this has been, we've seen the writing on the wall that they were going to break up, but it wasn't the Uso we thought that was going to, you know, um, Pull the trigger for the shot hurled around, heard around the world, or in this case, uh, you know, pull the leg slap for the super kick heard oh, around the world. Cool. Uh, which, by the way, fans, I don't know if you follow on Facebook.com slash person on the top rope or on Twitter, but uh, I've been doing a Wednesday night AW uh, super kick counter. <laughs> So if you you know I'm I'm gonna start doing it with WWE too, especially when the Usos wrestle, because when the Usos wrestled uh, the rematch with uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. it was just super kick after super kick after super kick kick. It could it, 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 they needed teams. they needed to have that match that Stone Cold and Ric Flair had against each other, where Ric Flair wasn't allowed to chop, but Stone Cold wasn't allowed to throw punches. Uh-huh. They need to do that with the Usos where they're not allowed to throw a super kick and see what happens. Cuz like they're throwing at least a baker's dozen a match worth of super kicks every match. So
0: what's the what's your what's your main gripe with it? I'm assuming you can keep a counter to poke fun at it, right?
1: Yeah. yeah um yeah, yeah. I think it's more of like my age in professional wrestling where like i'm starting to show that a little bit
3: because uh, mm-hmm.
1: you can tell i'm like that old school fan you know is it, sure. is
0: it for like the the affinity of of like Shawn michaels in music or is it just it's overused and over relied on or is there something else
1: i think it's like completely overused where like a super kick is now like a punch or a chop in a match
0: well that's exactly what it is it is yeah. it's a punch or a chop only only a few can perfect the move to end a match with it but it's an easy go-to move that everybody can use it's no like you just said it's no different than a punch if they weren't super kicking they're punching they're chopping they're lining you know what i mean it's just going to be another you know that's that's what it's going to be there's only so many uh moves you can use in that spot and now the super kick's allowed to be a transitional move I'm
1: yeah. Into it. yeah, I I don't know for, for whatever reason it's just I I'm so used to just the super kick being that like again wrestling's evolved so like I'm stuck dude. in like Mon- I'm stuck in Monday Night Wars where you got super kicked it was over
0: dude's right. got are you talking dude it just depends how far back you go you go mm-hmm. back far enough and Irish Whip ended a match you literally a guy a like guy got Irish Whip into the into a a, 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 a turnbuckle that's it man. Oh,
2: the yeah. Thez press was a finisher. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean, it just depends on how far, you know, it's it's your generation. You go back, you got introduced to that move as it's a finisher.
2: And right. And I'm
0: not. You go back to the 80s and people got introduced to the DDT as a finisher. And right. now it's not. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And I'm with lead to a certain extent. Like, I'm from that era, too. But my thing is, like, it's not as rampant as it used to be. Now it really is just the bucks and the Usos that are fucking going super crazy. You might get one or two crazy with it and yeah. certain certain random matches, but it's literally only the Bucks and the fucking Usos that are, as you said, throwing super kick parties. So like, I'm okay with it because to me those are the two top, the top two tag teams over the last decade in my eyes is those two anyway. So top guys out, you know what I'm saying? Like top guys get to do whatever the fuck they want to do. So
1: pretty much like I think the the part where like it bothers me is like you had the Usos and then Owens and Sami Zayn. It was just overkill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you have more in your repertoire. You know, you have more, you know, especially for like the stage to which their match was on. You know, obviously they had WrestleMania, but, you know, they also had Backlash. I would have rather have seen less super kicks and maybe throw in a couple of like big holy shit spots instead. Like you want people on their feet like I'm not getting on my feet for all right, Sammy just super kicked Jimmy, you know, Jay just super kicked this one. See, I think that's seven.
2: where I'm with you up to that point. I think maybe so much if fucking Sammy and KO didn't throw so many as well, I think it wouldn't have had
1: it would have been like, all right.
2: It would have been all right. No, like I said, I agree with you on, on that particular match. Yes, like it shouldn't have been all of them, and like we already know, Kevin Owens throws it. Sammy really never throws a fucking super no, kick ever.
0: he's got the he kick. And I know, but I'm but for
2: before that match, they were both all everybody was throwing super. Everybody so like, was
1: super kicking. Yeah,
2: yeah, so like I on that match, yes, I totally agree with you. I'm with you 100%. Lee, but I, other things and other matches, like I'm okay with it because it is. Besides that match, it is literally just the Bucks and just uh, the fucking Usos. But no, that match, like, and Kevin Owens to me, like. I love how athletic he is, and he's literally in my top five wrestlers all the time. But, like, I don't want to see him doing throwing fucking six super kicks either. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's not my thing. Like, I much rather, like you said, I much rather see him do some shit off the top rope, like the the fucking swanton or some shit like that, than a fucking super kick. You know what I'm saying?
0: And I'll meet you in the middle, Lee. Um, Not that I have a problem with super kicks, but I'll just call out another move. And I hate uh, that people are using uh, jumping uh, tombstones. To not finish the match, that's I'll gripe about that move with you being uh, yeah. being mis- mishandled. All right, if so anything, I'll, it's that one. That uh, that's, super that's, kick that's, is all right cause,
2: yeah. but the jumping tombstone, like yeah, the
0: jumping tombstone. Oh man, yeah, tombstone on the on the apron, and it's a transitional move. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, like you know. All right, so there, I'll be an old man with you on
1: that move because, like, that was straight up. Like you know, when you watch the Undertaker do that, no one ever kicked out of that damn thing, oh, and that until wild. like later on, like. The WrestleMania, the later on WrestleMania matches and things like that, but yeah, that move—I don't care who does it—that is supposed to be like the most devastating move to watch happen because you're literally just getting dropped on the top of your head. On
0: your head. See, literally. that's that's where like my argument for like a super kick is—it's easy to use, hard to master. A tombstone shouldn't be that. The tomb—you drop a guy on his head. It doesn't matter if you're good at it or not. If he's dropped on his head, he's dropped on his head. Um, you know what I mean. And uh yes. so yeah, that one that one I'm I'm a little bit like, yeah, there's, there's
1: this this is little little much. I mean hell, I even remember an ECW, just incredible, coming off the middle rope with a tombstone. And he, mm-hmm. he had the most underrated tombstone I thought, by the Facts.
2: way. Facts.
1: Facts. He did like a full That's like, incredible. Sneak, like a, a full like one eighty spinning, like yes. he ran with you and then spun around and did the tombstone.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I, my I got introduced to Justin Credible when he uh, came over to WWE, and to me, he just looked like some dude.
1: Oh like, yeah, was, no,
0: yeah, oh yeah, Justin, no, yeah. Justin Credible to me was just like that's just some guy.
2: He was over the hill by that point. But the the impact players, him and Lance Storm again, Lance Storm another one of my top five wrestlers of all time. Oh hell them yeah, them motherfuckers. Oh, and they were. I think they may have been the originator of the fucking super kick into the fucking uh tombstone Powell driver.
1: Yeah. Hundred percent. They
0: the were call back to the uh, the um, like the greatest hell in the cell match of all time. The end of the arrow match.
1: But like those, like I said, that was the most underrated tombstone. I thought it was just incredible with yeah, that that, that one eighty really... spin that he did. You know, and then you know again, impact players like I think WWE dropped the ball when the both of them were in WWE together.
2: Like, exactly.
1: You know because. It's actually interesting. I actually asked Justin Credible why they weren't paired together, but they did have one match, and I believe it was against the Hardy Boys. Mm. Uh, You guys can go to YouTube at Perch on the Top Rope to listen to Justin talk about that, and then hear him give his thoughts as to why he thought they weren't paired together. But according to him, Paul E. was really pushing for the Impact players to to be pushed on WWE as a tag team.
2: I don't think a lot Obviously, of that was it they just happened. didn't take anything from ECW serious.
1: No, nah, like, they didn't
0: X Factor Wasn't he?
1: Yeah. Him and, uh, and X-Pac, X-Pac and, and,
0: like Albert. I think it was.
1: Yeah. It was Albert there. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah, no, they didn't, they didn't take anything from ECW serious at all. And they, mm-hmm. they really should have.
2: Yeah. The impact players were fucking fire. And like I said, to this day, Lance storms in my top five wrestlers all the time. Yeah. If I could be serious for a moment.
0: <laughs> He's another one of those wrestlers that I couldn't stand growing up, but as I've gotten older, like I look back at his stuff and I'm like, dude, I really yo, appreciate that. Yo, it's the, the way, Team Canada player in uh and William Regal. It's the same yeah. way I hated him growing up as an adult now. I fucking love everything that they've done and do.
2: Yo, Team Canada, Belt Collector, fucking Land Storm, goaded. I fucking was just about to say, goated. bro,
1: <laughs> how do you <sighs>
2: Saskatchewan hardcore title, get the fuck out of you.
1: Think about this, man. Like he was pretty monotone on a mic, but how over do you have to be for world championship wrestling to literally give you every title but the world title? And he every had a shot at it.
2: Title. He
1: had literally every Frickin title and WC and he renamed them
2: all slapped the fucking yeah. Canadian flag yeah. or maple Leaf and renamed every single title the hardcore yeah. title us title TV title and they had the tag titles
0: yeah you know I just you know I just realized uh, uh I feel like that's a cheat code in pro wrestling here in the states is if you want a uh, uh, a guaranteed heel faction that will get booze from the crowd you just need to make a pro Canada team yeah. Like, I feel like pro-Canada just works everywhere in the States to get booze. Yep. Like, like they had a despised WCW faction. They had a despised, uh, what, twice a despised w- uh Or, no, I mean, yeah, two times they've had a despised WWE faction. Because you had the Hart Foundation.
2: And then the uh, Un-Americans.
0: With, the Un-Americans, yeah. Just make a pro-Canada fucking... Oh, it was uh, Te-
2: Team Canada Impact, too, a couple times. Scott yeah. DeMore was, like, their manager
0: and shit. Yeah. Guaranteed booze. Like you will get, you'll get booze every time here in the States.
1: Well, if you got the air quality I have right now, you'll probably be booing Canada, but
2: I like to call it blame Canada. When we used to wrestle and shit, like whenever I create characters, I do the rolling single at Boston Crab and I call it the blame Canada
0: from South Park and shit. I like you have a move dedicated for it,
2: too. Oh, fuck yeah. Like like I said, that was right when I was like, WWE, no mercy, create my player and shit. Fucking yo, Lamb Storm, Team Canada, goaded. clip this if you want and send it out to people and you can send it to him. Lance, he had every, like he said, every title but the world title and and then renamed every single one.
0: Stone Cold, did him dirty, man that that one day he came out and he called him boring and he and he did the what chant to him that was a that's a dark day in wwe history in pro wrestling history man the dark
2: day is him doing that what shit period because now even at these fucking trash ass fucking 50 person 50 person uh shows i'm going to in rural ohio it's always three fucking e's what what like bitch that was 20 years ago bro and it wasn't cool then
0: stop yeah, I will say us living here in the states, um, and in 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 listening to like UK chance stuff, we really have like the most basic bitch fucking like uh, crowd chance here in the states compared to everywhere else in the world. Like our 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 chance in the in the
1: in the crowds is actually pretty basic
0: bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a prime yeah.
1: example of that was being at fricking RAW after Mania. Man, that crowd sucked.
2: Mm-hmm. It did kind of suck.
1: It, it Dude, it sucked. Like I was there, and like I'm like, oh man, I'm pumped to do all these chants, and nothing. And I'm like, are you? Why are we treating this like a regular raw? What yeah, the well, fuck?
0: That's what, that's what WWE does, man. They've conditioned. Yeah. They took they took one of like one of like uh, their own wrestling holidays, and now have turned it into a dark thing. Like it's yeah, it's, it wasn't even fun. You have to be trepidatious no. going into the raw after mania. Now instead of excited, you're trepidatious. Like, yeah. I wonder if this will be okay.
2: Hopefully this year coming in with Triple H actually having full control allegedly. That's like hopefully it gets back to that.
0: That's like waking up on Christmas morning not knowing if you have presents under the trees. Yeah, or just
2: like open up a box.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's empty. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck that dude. So my my real question here is does Roman take the pinfall or does Solo take it yet again?
2: Neither. I think it's gonna be some smozzy shit.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Usos on this one. I think, uh, you know, considering this is like the Civil War, I think we see, uh, honestly, I think Solo, you know, he's, he's taking the pinfall for Roman left and right. Mm -hmm. I think, I think we see the Usos win. And then I think you start to see like segments where like Solo's not happy with Roman, you know, constantly losing, but Roman's pissed at him for the one being, you know, For the one losing the match for them, essentially, I guess. And uh, I think that, you know, we we start to see Solo now separate himself from Roman. And then Roman goes away for a while.
2: I went on on a double down on some shit. I think that Roman and him are going to win. And I think that I'm hoping, I know it's a fucking long shot, but I'm like throwing some shit at the wall, hoping it stinks. I said, I think we're going to get some new members of the bloodline or at least somebody else come out to help him win smazi shit for sure
0: i hope you're right Ben.
2: i know it's not gonna happen but like every once in a while i pull some shit out of my hat that i wish to happen and stick to it and i'm sticking to it on this one
1: so um, which which family member comes out
2: that uh that was we were we literally <laughs> tangent off onto this fucking topic uh on our on our coverage of fucking Money in the bank. We were trying to figure out. Like, I don't think it's necessarily going to be. I think it's going to be some white people. I mean, that's the only people you really got Carrying left. Cross,
0: man, Carrying Cross and Scarlet, right there.
2: I don't know. Like I said, I was. We were throwing out names. I was thinking. Uh, I said Diamond Mine because they're having a or Grizzle Young Vets because they're Grizzled having a Young match Vets. next week where loser leaves Grizzles. NXT. So yeah, Ooh. family ain't always blood. That's that's what I said. The tagline should be.
0: Yeah, I like that. I, that's, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's a uh, it's a good a good approach to it, yeah. Because I mean, you, yeah, uh, you're not gonna you can all you're not gonna have like an extension of of other family members that can just come in like full time. Yeah, uh, for, for the for the program, you're gonna have to use the talent that you already have. Right. Yeah. I think um I think uh the Usos are gonna win. I want Roman to eat the pin so that he sets up like a Summerslam match with like Jay Uso because Jay would probably be the one doing the pinning and like Roman would descend into madness. But I feel like the safer bet is is solo, and you're right. Dissension coming from uh, dissension between Solo and Roman, and uh, uh, essentially wondering if Paul Heyman when he's going to abandon ship because it's like it's like sitting it's like it's like a whole bunch of birds hanging out with an alligator and and just hoping that uh, they're the last one ate. Mm-hmm. Like Roman's gonna eat them all. He's gonna eat everybody who's close to him. And I'm wondering if, if uh if Paul will abandon ship by that point. If he'll turn on Roman, or ultimately that's where the story ends, where Roman fucking loses everything and then just like murders Paul Heyman.
3: Yep.
2: That's probably how this is all gonna end. Mm-hmm. Alright.
1: All right. Well little, little broken up on that one, but you know, I like like the differences there. Now um I'm going to go with the women's money in the bank match first. Now everybody knows you get the money in the bank beef case. You get a shot. Now they, you know, for, for the men's, it's different for the women. You get your shot at, at the women's championship and the competitors this year are Selena Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bally, Eosky, Sky, and Trish Stratus. Now, the first thing I notice is four of these women have an advantage amongst themselves with Trish and Zoe and Eo and Bally.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because you're going to see Trish and Zoe working together yeah, especially against mm-hmm. Becky Lynch because that's the storyline going on. Uh, and Bailey and EO as damage control, we should see them working together. And then you have Becky and Zelina, which are seemingly on their own.
2: Well, here's how we looked at it. I think we both picked EO.
0: I'm changing my pick.
2: I'm not changing. My, I'm staying I'm with you I'm changing EO. my
0: pick with uh, yeah.
2: But uh, I, we uh... pr- pretty much said that Zoe, Trish, and Becky cancel each other out. Zelina Vega is a non-fucking factor, and it's going to come down to Becky and EO, and I think this is where we get the last of damage control.
0: Yeah, that was my thought too, and then I've sat and thought about it more, and I, I I think actually I'm changing the way I'm looking at it, and I think that makes Lee only half right. I think Zoe and Trish, the story will be Zoe trying to assist Trish into winning the match, whereas I think EO and Bayley, uh will fall out here at the event and cause each other to both not get the belts. And I actually am picking uh, uh, Trish Stratus to win the money in the bank briefcase. Uh, move, move, feel, Cotton. Yeah, man. I think, I think that's what's going to happen. Trish was going to look great with that briefcase. I think she's going to stick around for a little bit longer. She seems like she's having fun. Um, I don't think she'd like actually cash it in more than likely. They'll tell the story that like uh, Trish, and and uh, Be- uh, Becky Lynch, like, she'll put it, like, on the line against Becky. And then Becky will get the money in the bank because she's never had it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going with Trish.
1: Kyle, I'm agreeing with you.
0: Hell, yeah. All right. Made sense.
1: So, at first, I was going to joke with you guys and being like, yo, why are you guys rolling out Selena Vega so fast? That's rude. rude.
2: That's it's not,
1: That's but then I'm like, it's not. Cause I, <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: yo, I don't, let me cut you off real quick. Like, please. Cause we had this talk too. like, did Selena not look like a fucking toddler in the ring with all those girls? Like even compared I, to EO, like I'll be right thing, back again. Uh-huh.
0: I said, I'll be right back again. I'm sorry. It was like her
2: hair was like the only thing big in that fucking whole thing. Like she was so fucking tiny and like so unbelievable as a real competitor. Like I just, I, I, I can't look at her as a credible wrestler. I can't suspend my my belief that much to accept her as a fucking wrestler.
1: I mean, I guess you can see why they kept her as a manager for so long. Yeah. You know, like, that's like, to me, like, when you see some guys in the ring in matches, like, you really expect me to believe that Ricochet is about to beat Braun Strowman right now? Right. Or, like... You you really want me to believe that Kalisto is going to beat Braun Strowman in a dumpster match? But I mean, he did, right? But I mean, exactly. like, come on, like that's like it's not it, no, like.
2: I mean, my thing was like, and even some of those are, are extreme because Ricochet is Ricochet, and like Trevor does his thing sometimes, but like EO is not a big woman in any way, shape, or form, and Zelina looked tiny next to EO, like that's it, where the problem is for me.
1: Yeah. So like. I believe Rhea Ripley is like my height. She's like 5'9". Yeah, yeah. That you know, that's as a guy that's like average height.
2: Right, for a woman that's like 7 foot.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Selena is like what? 4'11" 5 foot?
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying like it it just doesn't add up for me. Like I'm yeah, sorry that's like, like
1: that's that's the female version of watching The Undertaker versus Rey Mysterio.
2: Except Rey Mysterio could wrestle
1: yeah that's where i was gonna go with that (laughs) minus the fact that you know you're gonna get a good match with taker and mysterio
2: and even mysterio for as small as he is like he's still like a wide like short stout like thick looking guy like he doesn't he's small but he doesn't look small especially wwe version of ray especially when he first got there like he didn't look like tiny wcw like so like even with that like it still was somewhat believable plus he did all those aerial moves to kind of make up for the fact. But, like, nothing she does, like, looks r- real to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I-, I don't know. And then that her getting completely the fucking destroyed by Rhea, like, oh, pretty God. much was it for me. Like, I couldn't, like, yeah. I can't do it. I can't take her. And I, and I love her, too, because she's so dope. She's so genuine. She's so awesome on the fucking mic. She, make- she makes sure she puts over the people that she's with. Like, she always puts them first. Like, she always pushes them up front and center, even when she's supposed to be, like, the mouthpiece and shit. Like, she always – she never gets in the way of us forgetting who she's managing and, like, supposed to be helped getting over, which I think is rare, and only certain managers have that, where they're still the star, but they also – you still also know who the fuck they're there for to get over, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I think that's rare, and I think she has that, but, like, as a wrestler, I just – I just can't. I can't do it, man. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, no, I I, uh, I feel you on that because, like I said, man, I'm I'm the same way. Like it's it, it's like when I watch the men's matches, though. Like I, I'm I, I'm the same way. I'm like, how am I realistically supposed to believe that that man can beat him? Right. Like no. And unfortunately, she's at a height. It doesn't matter who the hell she faces, you're gonna look at her and be like, really, like I didn't realize like w w e brought back midget wrestling
2: right and and like I said, like there's some small women like e o is a smaller woman, but like when you look small when she when I saw them in that ring and them lined up to each other and she was smaller than fucking e o like that's when I was like, just throw the
0: book you'd out still like be I'm going done. off when I got back i was like i I, I have more than enough time. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, we've just been going off about this height difference.
2: It's it's rough,
0: man. It's rough.
1: Like, it's just hard to take her serious. Like, especially when she was in the ring the other night, and and she was talking, and I'm listening, and I'm like, all right. But, like, I'm looking at her, and, like, with all the hair and everything, I'm like, yeah. why am I listening to this midget Sailor Moon? It uh, don't make no sense.
2: I don't know why, but, like, Spaceballs like when Rick Moranis has the Giant fucking like Vader helmet like That's all the vibes I was getting Monday night from her Like Like, I don't know why Like why that randomly popped like I probably haven't Seen that movie since I was a fucking kid but that's that's literally What I thought with the cape and all that shit whatever
1: The hell she had going on
2: and that giant Fucking wig because that definitely wasn't her hair Like I I, that's that's All I could get out of it
1: right Like holy extensions
2: Right, I don't even that that was a wig that was, there was no extension that yeah, was man. full on, fucking British eighteen sixty four Parliament wig. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's oh shit. that's
1: actually really good. Uh, so we're we're <laughs> right, we're broken up on this uh, for the the women's Money in the Bank, but um,
0: Trish for the win, baby.
1: Yeah, I, I gotta go with Trish. Just... yo, yeah, did you
0: see your uh, two weeks ago on Raw get clotheslined by Raquel Rodriguez? Like she no. got a short arm, a short arm lariat that folded her ass. It's <laughs> um, I'll look it up and I'll I'll share it in the group chat later tonight. But I love it because it's it's. Do you remember the moment when uh uh uh, uh Randy Orton like back body dropped one of the Sing Bros onto the onto the oh yeah, and he like cringes because of like how nasty it it looked. because well, it's, it's it's close to that. Like Trish gets fucking like lariated so bad and um it it uh uh it puts uh it goes over to zoe starks who's watching <laughs> and the look on her face is not in character like it, it's the closest <laughs> thing to that randy orton expression of like yikes okay she she took one that time um Ugh.
1: yeah that's that's yeah uh, i'll have to i'll have to see that you'll have to show that to me
0: yeah i'll send you a will send you it because it is it is beautiful she gets folded son oh man <laughs> It's though it's like the first time where Trish looked like an old woman. Like I'm <laughs> oh, not shit. gonna lie, like she just she ate it, and and you saw every every pound of weight difference in size between the two in that lariat. Oh my god, it's like some Stan Hansen
1: shit. Um, Oof. I love it. I love it so much. So I, I like you know the differences here. I but then again the picks don't surprise me. Now, I don't think the pick in this next match is going to surprise me. Maybe it will. Cody Rhodes taking on Dominic Mysterio with Mommy in his corner, Rhea Ripley.
2: Uh, We were split on this one, but I definitely went with Cody. Um, And I just want to point out that we were one of the first podcasts to jump on the Dom train before he turned heel when he was still with his dad. And even though I'm one of the biggest haters and shit like that, like I, I saw it in this kid from the beginning, just how he looked, how he dressed, how he talked coming on the Gucci head, toe and shit. Like just all the little things I saw that he looked like and act like and carried himself like a star, even when his dad's shadow was cast over him the entire fucking time. And he still found a way to shine through. So just want to put that out there. And then also too, like, I love Cody Rose. Like I hate faces. Like I am I don't think I like any fucking baby face in the entire industry for the most part. That white meat fucking baby face. I don't know just something when he comes out with that fucking Homelander outfit just makes me feel alive inside, man. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. Something about that trashy neck tattoo that just makes me feel like Wilmington, Ohio. Feels like home. (laughs) Feels like home, that trashy neck tattoo and that bleached blonde hair.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: I know about four Cody Rhodes.
1: I've met Cody twice. (laughs) I met him when he was in AEW, and I met him in WWE. And uh, great guy, but man, that neck tattoo.
2: Yes. Like when
1: you're up, like... So, like, when you're, like, on camera, like, you're not close to it. So, you don't really get to see it that well. But when you're up close to it, he starts moving and stuff like that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it stretches, like, super easy. Yeah. So, like, when he's moving, like, that whole thing is moving. And all I keep thinking, like, the second time I met him, I just wanted to be like, hey, man you should probably avoid doing anything traps and shoulder related <laughs> because your neck's going to get bigger and that tattoo is going to look weird
0: um hot take i i like that i like that neck tattoo i do too i'm not going to i, lie, I really do but... i like the tattoo just not the placement
2: no well, the placement was terrible
0: placement no i love it all but this is why i don't have that many tattoos cuz i acknowledge <laughs> that I have bad taste. <laughs> that anything that I'm like, oh, that looks badass. I'm gonna put it on me, and I'm gonna get like ninety percent of the people to be like, yikes, bro. So, and, and like also,
2: his- how did how do we know this whole this whole time that he was biracial? Like, I had no idea he was half Cuban. Like, literally, <laughs> at all. Like, I don't. Like, did I miss the boat on that, or like? Was it ever brought up? Like, I thought he was just a white man, bro. I knew
0: just say Cuban and missed the boat in the same sentence. <laughs> oh,
2: damn know. it. That was strictly unintentional. <laughs> Listen, you know what, motherfucker? I'm a person of color. I can get away with racist jokes. You motherfuckers better not say
1: it. He's right on that one. <laughs> threw it. And... <laughs> yo, yo,
2: part. that shit is wild, yo. I did not realize I just said that in the same fucking sentence.
1: I sat there and I, like, kind of like lean back for a second and I I was of,
0: not Bro. oh was a little spicy
2: I was not trying to make a joke like I was dead serious saying using that saying like I did not mean it oh, I'm, I apologize for that semi racist joke
0: <laughs> that wasn't a
2: joke sorry
1: that was awesome <laughs> oh
2: god wow son damn I had to pause myself <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Till he said it like, did he just really? I'm like, fuck, I did. <laughs> Ouch.
1: So, Aaron, you went with Cody. So, I'm guessing Kyle, you are. uh You're going with Dom and Mommy on this one, huh?
0: I am. I'm going to make the bold prediction. Obviously, I don't think Dominic would win in a straight up match. Um, uh. Besides like how awesome this is for like Dominic Mysterio, the like the person mm-hmm. to be bumping shoulders now with the top echelon of pro wrestling world is, is like in a bubble. That's fucking phenomenal that um that he's doing this this early into his career. But back to like how Dominic Mysterio, the character beats Cody. I think um I think we'll get like Brock Lesnar. I think he'll come out. I, so there's many ways you're gonna you that Brock Lesnar could be incorporated in this match and this is probably a less likelier one but it's the one I'm gonna go with there's a ref bump Brock comes out he f5s Cody he f5s Dominic and then he just drapes Dominic over Cody and Dominic gets like an unconscious victory that he gets to gloat about
2: that's uh, actually a good I didn't even think about that either that's actually a really good fucking take.
0: Yeah, so that that's that's how I can convince myself that Dominic might win this match. I'm into that. now.
1: How about this? We haven't had much interaction between Roman and Cody. And this is what? We haven't they haven't been on the same card in a while? Mm-hmm. Could anything happen there? No. Nah. Mm-hmm.
0: They're trying to keep they, those they're... guys separate. Yeah, for as long on as their own paths, so they can collide again towards the
1: next WrestleMania. I just yeah. don't know if I, I just don't know if I want to see Brock and Cody again.
0: Oh, it's yeah. happening, bro! It's, oh, it's yeah. two out of three. It, yeah. that is. I'm not doing this because I want to see it. I'm yeah, saying is that is just that's the story, dude. Cody called Brock out. It's like a Schrodinger's gun or something. Whatever, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. He called yeah. Brock out a couple weeks ago and hasn't gotten a reply yet. The reply is going to come
1: at uh 02. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cody's taking an F5. Oh
2: yeah. It's just I didn't even it, I didn't even think about that. I'm st-
0: after. That's
2: the, I'm that's still sticking day. with Cody, but I didn't even think about that that happening. So yeah, that that's a good take, Kyle.
1: Cody was my pick because I thought it was super obvious and then <laughs> Kyle just dropped all that. So um I mean the score <laughs> money is
0: still on Cody and then Brock F5ing him like after the match. You know what I mean? Yeah. But
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna, take, st- I'm gonna take a risk. I'm I'm gonna stick with my gut and stay with Cody. Same. So yeah, I'll stick with my gut on that one. Now uh we have the men's money in the bank ladder match, and this year they gave us a twist. Which, you know, seemingly coming off of last year's money in the bank. This year, it's actually they've announced announced that the winner does not have to cash in on just a world champion. You can cash in right. on an international champion, uh, United States champion, so on and so forth. Now, to me, that right there, in my mind, tells me that whoever wins this Money in the Bank. Might you know for the first time might not cash in on on the world champion.
2: Well, didn't uh, theory cash theory. in? Yeah, the theory, theory, cash yeah, in theory,
1: theory cashed in um, on the U.S. title. Yeah, but I, I, this is like I think the first year where like they announced ahead of time, hey, this is the rule. The buy the numbers video, right. they can cash yeah. in
0: on any champion. Yeah, yeah,
1: because right. like they've never they've never like made it official that like you know you can cash in on anyone type deal. Right. So now it's like officially part of the rules. So I that get, changed I things. Because
0: logically, it doesn't make fucking sense. At the end of the day, they never announced that as a rule. Because logically, if you could why have a new belt, why would you want anything other than the top prize in the company? You know, yeah. so that's why it was never brought up beforehand. Not that they're foreshadowing that's its place. They just, they, they kind of put themselves in a corner now.
1: Right. You know what I mean? And- so. Do you think it takes away from winning money in the bank? Because for all these years, people have been used to oh, almost kind of like the Royal Rumble. You win money in the bank, you're elevated into like main event status.
0: It's essentially what the IC title was in the nineties. Yeah. It's like it's a preview of who the next top guy is. You know, yeah. Well it was. That's well, that was its you know, that's intention. Yeah. Nowadays that's not a sure thing.
2: I got to me, I think they just did it as a fail safe. So, like, if they have something that pops off uh, so they don't run into the Cody fucking uh, Sami Zayn situation again where he has to have it because he won the Rumble and that's the rule of the Rumble. I think that this putting that stipulation is, is for somebody gets hot or something happens with Gunther and a or any of the other champs or whatever. I think this is a fail safe to always have that backdoor plan. To a, not let them cash in on the title if they have some shit going on or some long-term plans that they're working towards, and b, if something happens with the secondary titles, they got somebody that they know is a potential to be a top guy and they know can kind of carry the load if they need them to. So that that's what I looked at as when they made those rules kind of official.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I agree with everything RN just said. Is it's yeah, it's it's it it takes like a card that would be pigeonholed into one thing. And now that card can be used anywhere. Like it's yeah. Just in case I can use it anywhere I want. So.
1: Okay. Uh, These participants in, in the men's match this year is Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, and Logan Paul. Now, for me, this is fun. I'm going with L.A. Knight to win this. I'm picking L.A. Knight for only two reasons, and they both stem from the same interview he had done recently. In this interview, L.A. Knight brought up that – he was originally going to get released in one of the last rounds mm-hmm. that they let people go. And the other part was that they made him a manager due to his age. Yep. And then after this interview came out, uh AW's Mark Henry said you know said hey if they're not using you right leave you're a great yeah. talent you used you can be used elsewhere and used properly my honest opinion is that from this interview i think wwe had kind of realized oh shit we might have messed up and i think yeah. they're going to give him this this is their hey we fucked up with you here you go buddy make the most of it cuz like
2: yeah.
1: there's very few people That I look at a photo and you can hear the photo. Like you look at Ric Flair and you hear woo. You look at Hulk Hogan and you hear brother. right? You see a photo of LA Knight and you're like, yeah.
0: He definitely just peaked his mic. (laughs) Your mic abandoned ship on you on that one.
1: Oh, yeah, it did. It
0: totally did. did. Yeah, dude, LA Knight, man. Yeah. I picked picked
2: Damien Priest.
0: I changed my pick again, too. I changed my pick. I'm not going with uh, Ellie Knight. Because the, the, the pick, the real winner, is way more obvious. And uh, uh, it's way more uh, not as fun. It's, it's going to be Logan Paul. It's, it's going to be Logan Paul. They don't care about, like, what... They don't care about that briefcase in a in a story sense of, like, what it means to, uh uh, uh like, you get a title shot and that can play into your week-to-week television. I bet you WWE is going to value... That uh, uh relationship they got with Logan Paul, that new contract they got signed, he's gonna win that briefcase, and then he gets to spend a bunch of time toting it around uh uh, uh on on his uh impulsive uh podcast right. and all these other things, and he'll just give WWE a ton more exposure just having that prop with him. And, Originally, like, I was
2: gonna go that route too, but my thing is he is the briefcase. He if he wants, he's already faced Roman, he's already faced Seth, like. He does not need the briefcase to just show up and fucking go for a title.
0: No, he That's... doesn't need it from a story sense. WWE. No, I meant from any
2: sense. Like, he's that that guy. Like, I think yeah. he's just in it to do some spots for fucking Ricochet and get Ricochet over.
0: Yeah. Uh, but here's WWE the other just, thing, here's too. Our, here's our branding. Just It's just advertisement for him. They just use it to advertise for themselves.
1: Yeah, he's going to do what Tyrus can't do with the NWA title on Fox News.
2: Right. Get it. Over. I don't think it, you know what I'm saying. Like I don't. I. I really did. It's like that's what I was immediately thinking as soon as they put him in the match, and they had him doing some baby face shit, sort of, especially being in his hometown and all that shit. But like, I just think that that's too obvious. That's why I'm. I'm going with the only reason I'm picking Damian Priest is because of the shit with the uh, Judgment Day and the ink upcoming breakup and shit and everything like that. And I, I don't know, like and, I, and even with La Knight, like I don't. I just don't feel
0: like.
1: I'm
2: I think like he's the smart pick. I think he's the money pick, but I'm I'm just gonna go against the grain on this one.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, from it's it's weird because you have a compelling argument for L.A. Knight, for Damian Priest, and for Logan Paul. Logan Paul is like what I expressed is it, it's a WWE advertising ploy just so they can get their advertising out there more with that briefcase and Logan Paul. Damian Priest makes the most sense uh, from a story standpoint. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, absolutely. And then lastly, you've got L.A. Knight, who is just that that guy that the people really want to see the company get behind, and and the people will react the loudest to. So you have an argument for all three guys right yeah. there. It's just which one will WWE pull the trigger on. Sorry, everybody else in the match. Um, but, yeah.
1: I think if you're going to go with, we're going to make the most money off this person, it's Logan Paul.
0: Yeah, and that's that's why he's my pick.
1: You know, um, yeah. if I'm going for, uh, hey, we know we screwed up with you, and we don't want you to sign somewhere else. I'm going La Knight. Damian Priest makes sense too, especially after you know he's been praised lately for everything he's been doing himself. Yeah, you know, with his imagine, career.
0: And imagine if Finn wins. Like you instantly have a compelling story. Uh, oh 100%. Uh, you you literally get to run back the evolution story with mm-hmm. uh uh Triple H being the champ and Batista having that Royal Rumble victory. Like you get to run all of that back again.
1: Yeah. And and that's and that's that was a great storyline. The only difference is these guys are 41 and 40. Batista wasn't his Batista was younger back then, but right. I to me like those were the three most obvious to pick out of, mm-hmm. like the LWO is nostalgia. It's that's a nostalgia thing that they're doing with that. Uh,
0: that's the equivalent. That is literally just we want to sell some t-shirts.
1: Yeah, like, like yeah. Like we just
0: need. Yeah, we're trying to sell some t-shirts here. That's all that is.
1: And then Shinsuke, Ricochet, Butch are just. Which is my hard
0: pick. But Butch is literally
2: my hard pick.
1: A gun in my head. Peter England. Like, uh-huh.
0: you know, his name is Peter England, apparently. Yeah. Or He's bad. wrestling in England. Yeah.
2: I love him. I've always loved him. He's literally one of my favorite wrestlers. Like, this butch shit is fucking trash. And I hate yeah. it. Always have hated it. But fucking Pete Dunn is fucking magic in any type of match. So, like, my heart literally is hoping and praying it could be butch. I know it's not. But, yeah, that's, that's my heart pick is fucking butch.
1: See, my hard pick would be Santos Escobar just because of I am from that era watching the LWO mm-hmm. with Eddie Guerrero and Psychosis and Silver King and, and all these, these great luchadors that were in WCW. So like that's Santos is my hard pick for that.
2: And my, what I've said, too, about Santos is he's who they've been looking for all these years for that Latin market. He speaks great English. He looks good. He's believable in the ring. He can f- pretty much wrestle any style. Like, once they get away from this LWO bullshit, or they really need to go back to the L Phantasm shit with him with the suits and shit, just coming out talking shit. Like, I felt like they made a mistake putting Zelina in the group. Not not because anything was hers, because we didn't get to see what he is capable of on the mic and show that he doesn't need fucking Zelina to speak for him. But I think eventually, like, everything that they wanted, Alberto and Umberto and all these other dudes that fucking flamed out, Santos is going to be that guy that gets them there in Mexico and other Spanish speaking places that they put the fucking company on their back when they go on those tours. It's going to be him like he's that guy.
1: Well, let me let me ask you this. Do you believe the rumors that Carlito's coming back to WWE? They,
2: those rumors have been going on for the past like eight years. Like and I, I just saw him recently uh, at this little shitty gym versus uh, Max Caster uh in a and a memorial like thing for some some guy that they all went to school with and that were from this area or whatever and he's fucking huge like i like i did not realize how big he actually is now like he's fucking a monster but we'll see
0: uh well i was going to say uh you know i don't know if it's been debunked yet but according uh, uh to a couple of news sources and this was like a week or two ago he actually came out and said he resigned with WWE like it's already happened
1: I've got the video at Perched on the Top Rope on YouTube Uh, after a wrestling match with Matt Cardona. He announces uh, the rumor.
0: Oh, he did. He addressed it. Yeah,
1: yeah. He announced he he addressed the rumor. Um, So fans, if you want, you go to you can go to our YouTube page at Perched on the Top Rope. Uh, It's honestly it's only like a thirty second clip, but he he says it. I I imagine that means he debunked it, and he said, "No, I have not Uh, (laughs) signed." He said the rumors were true. And then, oh. um, so here's what I know. Devin Nicholson, who is Han- YouTube's Hannibal TV,
3: okay. uh, had
1: him booked on one of his shows for like July 15th. Carlito canceled it, citing to Devin that, hey, I re-signed with WWE. Now there's a local promoter my way, uh, RDP Promotions, who booked Carlito July eighth and ninth for an autograph signing. Carlito's canceled. Mm. So, as far as we know, that event that he was just at is his last event, because seemingly he has like canceled all his independent bookings now.
2: Well, that yeah, that would be a good sign.
1: You yeah, know, so there you go. Um, I would
2: believe that more than just like random rumors and like random shit coming up.
1: The next thing I would say is I don't know if he has a pro wrestling tea store or anything like that, but I would look. I would look to see if he did. If that gets closed, that's lit- that's the that's the final curtain. That yo, he's going back.
0: Yeah. Right. 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 You know when right, right. when
1: they when when they start you know once they stop taking bookings, you're like, okay, maybe it's just a ploy to like get over for a few weeks. Um. But then after that, you're just kind of like maybe not. So that
2: that just made me think. I went to the TNA pay per view, and like half the people there didn't have shirts. Like I really wanted a uh, uh, Jonathan Gresham shirt. They didn't have fucking any. Like it was so many wrestlers there that they didn't have shirts or any merchandise for. I was fucking pissed. Sorry, that's a tangent. Sorry.
3: Uh, No, (laughs) dude, dude, I don't think this
1: reminds me of something that upset me. (laughs) <laughs> I love going. I love going to wrestling shows to, to for merch. Yeah, you know, hell, I went. I went to uh, Impact Pay Per View. I walked away with uh, one of the, the the ring used turnbuckles while Justin walked away with the freaking ring skirt. Nice. hell yeah, man! How the hell which did he do that? Huh?
2: How the hell did he do that?
1: They literally take him off the ring. They bring him out to the merch tables and say, "This is the price," and they sell them.
2: What the hell? I didn't stay yeah. long enough
1: for that. <laughs> yeah, so like he got like the bound. He's got like one of the bound for glory skirts. I think he's got a slam anniversary one too.
2: Damn.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think he's trying to like use them as like his uh uh comforter for his bed. That's fucking dope. <laughs> it's but, weird, uh, but it's dope. Yeah. So we all picked uh, different people for for the 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 men's money in the bank. Watch it be uh, like fucking ricochet.
2: Right, watch it be Trevor. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I was literally yeah, thinking right.
2: that. Watch right. Trevor fucking pull this out of his ass. <laughs>
1: that was a finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, you know, we've reached the main event, guys, and it's the World Heavyweight Championship, which we've already seen seemingly defended almost as much as Roman Reigns has defended his World Championship in the last three years he's held it. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins, the champion, taking on the leader, not the leader of the Judgment Day, Finn Balor. Now, Aaron, is, is Aaron, as you said, if uh, Damian Priest wins and, and Finn Balor wins this match, that leads uh, to, a, to quite an interesting uh, challenge here for somebody, especially uh, the Judgment Day already has a little inner turmoil going on.
2: See, so I picked Seth to win still, but I picked that that would be a point of contention that Priest could still fucking cash in at any time, and and Finn to take exception. Like, no, I'm I got this. Like, it's still my time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's why I picked yeah. Priest to win. And, but yeah, I picked Seth to win this one.
1: All right, all right. How about you? Oh, Jesus Christ! Wow, I'm definitely. I- dude. I I'm. I've been up since six a.m. I'm I'm beat. Uh, sorry, man, Kyle. <laughs> Jesus,
0: it's all good. I get mistaken for black all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: that was, that was, Thank you, thank you for that, Lee. Yeah, you're um, welcome.
0: <laughs> I
1: don't see color. You're welcome.
0: Uh, dude, no, I'm gonna go with uh, you know what? Uh, since I'm picking Logan Paul to win Money in the Bank, I yeah, I think it'll be um, I think it'll be Seth. I would love to see it be Finn. I think the story uh, is more fun with Finn winning it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've been watching WWE for so long. I don't know. Although, um, because I I don't think, do you think this is going to go on last? Because you referred to it as the main event.
1: I'm thinking maybe the main, I I mean, I really don't know. It's just for the sake of like how I went in the order. I just randomly picked. So like, this was the last match.
0: So I don't think this is going to close the show. I think I think Roman's bloodline stuff is going to close the show because I Roman doesn't like to go on anywhere else other than last. Yeah, so, and I I agree with you. This is so probably I that's probably the Yeah, so I don't think they would do a, a, a title change. Although I I know the reaction would be huge because you know Ireland's not that far from uh, from uh, London. Um, yeah, so you know, you know, like the local crowd, man, it would it would be phenomenal if they if they got to see Finn win there. But um, I don't I just I don't see it happening. I think it's like Clash of the Castle. I think they'll tease it. They'll let the crowds get really, really into it. But at the end of the day, Seth will Seth will walk away the winner. No. Yep.
1: Well, I think in order for if it's if it were to happen how. RN wanted it, it has to go on. After the Men's Money in the Bank, if Finn is to win and Damian, it'd have
0: to main event. You'd have to, yeah, close it would have
1: to, yeah, um, for that moment. Because of my pick of LA Knight for Money in the Bank, I would say for storyline purposes, if LA Knight is Money in the Bank and he is going to elevate to the the main event scene, I would yeah, say him yeah. and Seth Rollins makes the most sense.
0: Yeah mm-hmm
1: but then that again promo,
0: the promos between those guys would be fucking awesome too by the
1: way oh yeah and then like you said if it's going to be logan paul seth rollins
0: yep because they got history too
1: the only the only circumstance for finn balor i think the you know for a money in the bank would be damian priest to win yeah, that's yeah. the only one there that makes sense for that to happen hmm And then, you know, the other guys really just seem like fillers because I don't, I couldn't see that either any of them going after Seth or if Finn won. But I also couldn't see literally any of them except for Logan Paul and LA Knight going after Roman. Right. If any of these other guys are to win, they're definitely going after mid-card belt. But Logan, yeah. Damien, and LA winning—they're going after a world championship. They have to. There's no no other belt that would make sense for them to win that to go after. And I agree. I'm going with Seth, so I think this is a. I think that match is kind of a no brainer. I mean, unless like. Finn says no interference, but then it doesn't look like it's going good for him. And then, you know, guys come down like Damian comes down and interferes in the match. Say he doesn't win money in the bank, but he costs Finn the match by accident. And then you see even more inner turmoil between, between them. That's,
2: that's what I'm banking on.
1: But, like, here's the thing for me is your biggest faction was the bloodline, and you're breaking them up. I would say your next biggest men's faction is Judgment Day, and you're breaking them up at the same time. I would, uh, I would have waited, at least kept one around before breaking them up both seemingly at the same time.
2: They don't like factions. I mean, they've we've they've just proven that. Yeah, time and time again, they're not into factions. The bloodline shit. Oh, I think the bloodline shit only went on as long as it is because it was Roman and he is the fucking man and put his foot down and said it. But other than that, all the, no facts and they have stays together more than a few months.
0: Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty, pretty fair. Uh, yeah. And
2: judgment day got saved by edge and it, him being a part of it to begin with. So like, I just don't see them. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if they break them up too.
1: Yeah. I, I, I agree. It's just, the, the writing's on the wall. We've seen it here and there, so it, it's 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 a shame. But <sighs> I can't believe we've uh, been talking as long as we have, guys. Yeah. It's all
0: you, man. Uh, me and our just had to listen to the Lee
1: show this whole time.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you, Lee.
1: <laughs> no, nah, it's. it's it, I think it's a common thing that, like, when we're gonna all talk, we, we know that it's gonna be two and a half, three hour. Three hour long type deal
2: Oh no I expected at least two and a half for sure
1: So yeah. um I want to thank you guys for coming on again It's always fun when you guys are here I have a blast Do you, but, uh, Do you enjoy yeah. having us I, I feel like we're have... the... Don't you
0: fucking lie to me Lee
2: I feel like we're the crazy cousins That just like pop up and like fuck shit up And you're like are they ever leaving
1: <laughs> Oh no see it's like I'm all for I'm all for being part of the fuck shit up patrol Cause we're here <laughs> You know what Where's I mean not yeah man so uh thank you guys it's always a blast uh real quick i know we plugged at the beginning of the show where fans can find you for those who have stayed or maybe you know we're like hey we know where he puts the ads and like skipped past that and just started listening (laughs) from there where can fans find you guys
0: all right you go ahead with this one i did the one earlier uh well, you
2: can find us every Tuesday nights at nine thirty Eastern on Twitch. We record the rewind, which is our weekly show where we get together and talk about being dads and recovering addicts and mental health advocates and throw in a little bit of wrestling on top of it uh you can find us at Smack Raw Paw on Twitter. You can find myself mr eight nine eighty four on Twitter at the Kai Tai show on Twitter for uh, Mr Tyson there and if you want a puppy or a dog, hit me up on Instagram, Route4Kennels, Facebook, Route4Kennels. Uh, or if you just want to talk some shit, definitely uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, also, uh, Kyle, what was the email again? Hit us up on our email. Give us some uh, ideas for shows or give us some feedback, and uh, we'll definitely shout you out on the show. What was the email again?
0: Yeah, so the, the Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash smackedraw, and the email is uh, Cast at, uh, at gmail. That is smacked, raw, cast, at gmail uh yeah uh email us ideas uh, uh uh or just like you know telling us telling us like hey like i really so like off. listening to you guys <laughs> you know what i mean or that too
1: or that too but yes yeah, at gmail.com all right well thank you guys fans you can find Perch on the top rope on youtube at Perch on the top rope you can find us at twitch.tv slash Perch on the top rope You can also find us on Twitter at Perch Top Rope, Instagram, Perch on the Top Rope Podcast, Facebook.com slash Perch on the Top Rope, where we have hit 11,000 likes. Thank you very much. Uh, You can find the podcast anywhere and everywhere podcasts are found. From Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay, Red Circle, you name it, we're there. It's Perched on the Top Rope. For all those countries that keep us on their chartable. thank you. We really, really appreciate it. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on TikTok where you can find a satire of On This Day. You can also find Selena scenes where we take the greatest moments in professional wrestling history and we dub them to music by Celine Dion. My heart will go on because after <laughs> all, that makes everything better. And you're not going to convince me that Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 32 does not deserve one of those moments because it does. <laughs> it does. And if none of those tickle your fancy, ladies and gentlemen, there is a video of Kevin Sullivan. Yes, the Taskmaster from WCW, Kevin Sullivan, getting humped by a dog. That's right. You heard me correctly. Kevin Sullivan on TikTok, perched on the top rope getting humped by a dog remember (laughs) spoiler freeze the way to be we're out y'all have a good one
2: thanks for having us Lee
1: thank you guys